All right. This is episode, I don't know, I don't even know, seven-ish of my students' favorite movie. It's been a minute. I'm here with the first official in-person my students' favorite movie, Back from the Grave, with my man Brandon from my second period English class. Brandon. Yes, sir. Tell them what's your favorite movie. Die Hard. Die Hard with the Vengeance. No, no, the OG. The regular one. The OG. That is one of them, though, right? Yeah. Die Hard with the Vengeance. I don't even know how many there are. There's like six or five. Five? five? Yeah. Is there going to be a sixth one? I don't know. We're doing this, like, fast and furious here. We did minimal research for this. <laughs> the way it should be. I just Googled Die Hard, Die Hard 6. Apparently it's going to be called McLean. Mm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. 2013 was the last one. Whatever. A good day to die hard. So, you guys know how this works. If you're listening, we have some categories and questions here. Brandon, maybe you should start by telling everybody why this is your favorite movie. I don't know. It's it's a it's a Christmas movie. It's the best Christmas movie, of course. It's a good action movie. Um, I don't know. It's just good. Is it you know? the greatest action movie? Yeah, I say so. I think so too. I mean, for me, it's 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 it is man. It's like the quintessential Joe Blow action star. It's not like six pack Rambo Schwarzenegger. It's it's like Taken, right? Like I've I could seen that. Taken with Liam Neeson. You know, they kidnap his daughter. He just looks like every other dad in America, going and killing Armenians and are they Albanian? Who cares? That's Bruce Willis, right? Yeah, he's the dad. Hannah Montana, the Climb Award, actor who gained the most from being in the movie. And you answered. I mean, it's obviously yeah, it's Bruce Willis, <laughs> right? So. Are you, you're familiar with like the casting process for this movie, right? A little bit. What didn't they go through like five guys? Yeah, they went through uh, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Burt Reynolds, and Richard Geary. Oh, Richard Gere. Yeah, that Gere. would have been weird. He's like a a, ro- a romance guy from the '90s. Not should not have never been in this movie. Burt Reynolds. You know who Burt Reynolds is, right? Sounds familiar. He's he's in the longest yard, the original. I, I don't know. He's just like a, a western shoot 'em up guy. So I gotta ask you, and this is actually number four on the list, but how do you think this movie would be different if Schwarzenegger's in it? I don't feel like it'd be realistic. Cause like, a girl's married to some big Austrian guy. He's gonna take out European terrorists. Isn't that every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, though? I guess. <laughs> like, everybody else in the movie, American. He's over here. Oh, yes, I need to uh, purchase uh, some eggs from the store. That's not how he talks at all. <laughs> I really screwed that up. Bruce Willis is just like an average guy. who's just got to take down some terrorists. I think before this movie, he, um, he wasn't even known. He was in like two movies and it wasn't even an action movie. 
And I guess you watch this movie, though, and you think, I could do that. Maybe. You know, he's an off-duty cop. He's not a commando. So, yeah. That's why it's so great, is you feel like you could do it. Uh, Number two, the My Team is Dead overacting award. Did I show you this clip from Mission Impossible? The Tom Cruise. My team is dead! It's just, it's a little extra. Tell everybody, remind everybody who this person is. Oh, that's Carl. He's the, uh, he's got long blonde hair. He's the guy who, uh, when his, like, brother had the ho-ho-ho now a machine gun, he died and starts yelling and all that stuff. And then he comes back and then at the end of the movie, somehow he's not dead, even though being choked with a freaking chain. Am I the only one that, tell me if you're thinking this, when you see Carl in the movie, you think this guy could be a model for a Swiss, like a Swiss uh, Alpine wear company. Yeah. Like he should be in some catalog for, you know, a ski resort. But yet he's a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird. He went so I assume you're talking about when his brother dies. Yeah, and he starts like slinging stuff across the room. I mean, his brother's dead though. Yeah, but like, it's a little much. A little bit fake. Fake. Oh, I, yeah, that's true. Too just too. He went too hard. And somehow he comes back from the dead. Avenge his brother, I guess. He went too hard, too far. That's true. I really agree with the net, your choice for the next category. The Crocodile Tears Most Unrealistic Acting Award. Who did you choose? Two FBI agents. The Yeah, the, snipe, the guy with the jacked up face and then the black guy. The, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the other one, his face looks like he's been smoking since he was three years old. It's like cratered up. I don't, maybe I'm sure people are listening right now that watch this movie and they're like, "What are you talking about?" But when I watch that guy, so why are they? I I have an answer for this, but why are they the most unrealistic? Well, I mean, they're FBI agents and they're okay with just shooting civilians and they're super calm about it. Like it's right. It's like it's a normal day. The sniper scene. He talks about this sniper rifle like it's a Tonka toy or like a super soaker. Like, oh, yeah, get me over the roof with the sniper rifle. Like, dude, you're an agent of the law, and you're talking about this thing like it's you're just playing cowboys and Indians. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to make a commentary on the FBI and what they think about the FBI. I guess. I don't, I don't think it's realistic. It's not. It's not at all. They don't take their job seriously. It's it's terrible. It's part of the reason why the movie is kind of ridiculous at times because you're just thinking, is this really the you know the tank scene where they bring in the tank and like ram the door? Yeah. What? And just boom, boom, boom. What? Done. What's the goal there? What are you gonna do? Take it up the elevator? what's up with that yeah I never understood everything the police does in the movie makes no sense what else do they do that's really stupid the the SWAT team going in they all get shot 
And Don't even try and back away. They just sit there. They're getting all shot at, right? Yeah. They, they're like right above them. They're like, what do we do? That's typical. I, I feel like, what year did this come out? 1980. 90. Oh. Yeah. I bet you're right. Something. Die Hard 88, yeah. In 80s movies, when cops show up, they just fail <laughs> terribly. And then I feel like more often now, they, they're too much. They come in with like a SWAT team. Yeah, like a Mark Wahlberg movie. Mmm. What's your favorite Wahlberg movie? Got The Departed. Probably Patriot's Day. Patriot's Day. That's an underrated, not your typical, like, I got a gun. He's just more kind of doing his sleuth thing. That's a good one. I'm, uh, I like Sniper. Have you seen Sniper? Gotta watch Sniper. Really good. Cheesy, but great. It's a good Wahlberg movie. Uh, so we talked about what could have been. Oh man, Richard Gere. There's a Richard Gere movie called Primal Instinct with uh, Ed Ed Norton. Go check it out. It's crazy. He like kills a Catholic priest. It's it's out. It's outrageous. <laughs> Most quotable line you had Yippee We all know. Yeah. We all know what comes after. That is probably the most iconic, right? Yeah. It's just everybody quotes it. It's what every redneck has yelled out their truck a hundred times. What do you think mine is? I told you I had a different one. I don't have a clue why it wouldn't be that one. But you already said mine. I did? Now I have a machine gun. Oh. It's just the way... Well, actually, it's ho, oh, ho, ho. Yeah, machine gun. Which is a great... I just... The way he says it. He says machine gun like one word. <laughs> now I have a machine gun. What? What? What is that? There's a lot of good ones in here. Anytime he's talking to the, the cop, the Family Matters dad. Are you familiar with that show that the one with Steve Urkel? The Urkel yeah. dad. That's who plays him, and on the show, he's a cop. <laughs> and when I watch that movie. I had already grown up as a kid watching Family Matters. I saw Die Hard, and part of me thought it was a crossover. That's how stupid I was. <laughs> like, is this like a Family Matters movie? You know, and that's I like to think that's the you know what it is. They also have some unrealistic conversations. What's aged the worst? What do you got? That one was hard. So yeah. I, I really didn't know what it did. I guess a tower exploding could be kind of bad. I don't know. This is true. I, well, I'm sure you've read about movies that had to be changed yeah. uh, after 9-11. Yeah. Which is a legit thing. Um, I know. I think one of the Spider-Mans that happens, because Spider-Man's in New York, and I guess they filmed a scene where Spider-Man was like in between the Twin Towers and then the the movie came out and they had to just... Yeah, I think there was a Lilo and Stitch where like really? they were driving an airplane or like the aliens took over an airplane and they changed it to a spaceship. I heard about that. I Yeah, I forgot all about that. That's true. Yeah, it's... Sure. 
Anything like special effects wise that's aged poorly, you think? I don't know. I mean, it's just machine guns firing explosions. Nothing really. That's true. Like it's, Star Wars or anything. You know why? No CGI. CGI yeah. will always age poorly, but if you do it for real, like, uh, have you seen The Dark Knight? Yeah. The the truck flipping scene with the, where the Joker like flips the eighteen wheeler, that was totally real. <laughs> he like Chris Christopher Nolan realized it'd be cheaper to just rig the rear wheels up with explosives. That's crazy. Like you really flipped that truck. It looked good though. Look great. That's a great. That's a great movie as well. Which, I, do you feel like? Uh, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with those Batman movies. Yeah. To me, they're great because it's like, what if Batman was just a guy? Right? He's not this legendary, immortal figure, kind of like, I guess, the video games sometimes will portray him, or even the, like the 90s Batman, where he's like invincible. That's how this movie is. Like, by the end of Die Hard, he's got glass in his feet. He's just a dude. How, how, okay, this is my question for you. Like, halfway through this, I have to stop and ask. You're John McClane, okay? This is the question every man, like, asks himself when he watches Die Hard. At what point in the movie are you going through that and you say, you know what, I'm out of here. Like... I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to find my way out of the building. I'm leaving. And I'm calling the cops. I'm like a huge scaredy cat. So <laughs> probably as soon as I open the door and see the terrorists, <laughs> I just get on the ground. <laughs> you're you're uh, not Nakagi or whatever his name is. Mr. Nakatomi. Nakatomi. Yeah. yeah. Nakatomi Tower. Uh, oh, yeah. And there's a real life. That towers actually the story behind it is it wasn't finished when they filmed and you see in the movie they're in those like unfinished parts of the thing that wasn't planned but they did it because they had to I guess like the building was literally not finished for filming or something like that yeah I I think I might try to run around with the gun for a little bit the point where he steps in the bathroom and he's barefoot and he has glass, I would have looked at that glass and been, I'm all right. This is it for me. That's the line. Just glass in my feet. It's a hard no. <laughs> Was that a before or after he had to crawl in like the vents? Because that probably would have been it. If let's say I did have courage, that would have been it for me. I'm not dropping down that and trying to grab, jump into a vent. That's awful. Yeah, yeah, if if the vent was before the glass, I would have said no to the vent too. <laughs> Claustrophobic. What if what if it gets cold in there? Yeah, and or hot. Right? You you could die. Imagine burning to death in an H-back vent. That's like the worst way to go out. <laughs> it, it's worse than like a fall cuz if you fall it's just but the vent, you're just sitting there Slowly. like, it's hot, you're hot. Oh, heck no. Like an iron bull. Yeah, I feel like that's happened in, in movies. 
I'm sure there's a James Bond movie or something where he's in like the hot vent and he just can't touch the the metal. Mm-mm. I'm good. Sorry, sorry, uh, Mr. Takagi. Was that his name? No. Nakatomi. Nakatomi. <laughs> Mr. I just said Mr. Takagi, and I'm, that I'm confirmed. I'm a racist, apparently. <laughs> uh, what's age the best? I'd say the movie because more people keep watching it for like regular purposes or for Christmas. Mm. It's a classic. It has kind of become an offbeat Christmas movie. People accept that now. I, you know, I do. My wife disagrees. She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it absolutely is. It's a Christmas movie. Uh, I feel like Alan Rickman's performance as Hans Gruber has aged like a fine wine. Yeah, right? Everybody knows him as Snape now from Harry Potter. You're not Probably a Harry Potter, Harry Potter That's what a lot of people associate him with, but you go back and watch that movie and you're like, no, this is, this is real Alan Rickman. Snape never shot a guy. He's this, he's, is he the greatest movie villain ever for like action movies? Or can you think of one that's better? I like the uh, agent from The Matrix. Smith? Yeah, Agent Smith. That's a good one. Just the soullessness of him. Yeah, and how you can just like multiply and... Mr. Anderson. <laughs> There's something intimidating about the fact that yeah. he can't really die. At least with Hans Gruber. You can shoot him. He's just a guy. Like, he does die in the movie. Oh, do you know about the falling scene? Oh, yeah, they didn't tell him when he was going to fall, so the, the expression was genuine. They let him go, like, two seconds early. <laughs> it's so mean. But you don't have to do a retake because you, you get it just right. I'd be so mad. Like, I'm done. Y'all get somebody else for the rest of the shots. His, his American accent, it's terrible, isn't it? What does he say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, faking the accent. My name's, what does he say? It's Clyde or something? Clyde something. Something. My name's Clyde. Oh, uh, we were we were just trying to get away from the terrorists. Uh, <laughs> what what region of America are you from? It's, the, it's like, uh, this is what he thinks people in California talk like. Why do you even have to look at the name... Or the board of names. He should have just known right then and there. Clyde is a stupid name anyway. Like, or whatever. I don't even think it was Clyde. It was worse than that. It was like the dorkiest name he came up with. Maybe it was. That was smart, though, to look at the name board. Unloads the gun, gives it to him. Yeah. I I think Hans Gruber is one of my favorite villains. He's, he's, He's very savage. He just shoots Nakatomi, doesn't care. Then shoots uh, the, the jerk with the beard. What's his name? Oh, uh, the guy's trying to make me cut a deal with him. Yeah, I, I know. You know, we everybody knows who we're talking about. The jerk that's like, hey, Hans, I can help you. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. 
you were asked to give the five word pitch. <laughs> I love your answer for this. Cop defense tower from terrorists. I wish we could add the off duty cop <laughs> defense tower from terrorists. Kind of adds to the heroicism of it. Because the cop, the real cops in the movie do nothing. Well, they do stuff, but it's just terrible. Uh, yeah, that's a good summary, actually. Or, cop saves fiance from terrorists. Or is it ex? I guess it's ex-wife. Ex-wife is one word. Dash. Sure. Cop defends ex-wife from terrorists. Well, I was kind of confused about that. Like, were they divorced or not? Like. Have the memories get remarried or something? That is a good question. Well, don't they say something at the end? He's like, take us to the chapel or something like that. I think so. I think he just says, take us home. Or they're not, they're not divorced yet, but they were going to get one or something like that. I, don't know. I remember he was mad about her taking her name instead of his at the, uh, right. the little board we had to sign in. Yeah. I think they're, they're obviously separated. At the start of the movie, yeah, and then towards the end, it, they make up, and I guess we can assume that they stay together until the third one, when he's like a—is it the third one or second one? Where he's like a drunk and he's like really bad. I see. I've seen the second one recently. The third one has been a long time, and I can't. Which is the one with Samuel Jackson? Is that the third one? Oh. In that one, I remember he was, like, divorced, and he was, like, a drunk. And I think that's the third one. Yeah. I'm for, yeah, yeah, because Samuel's not in the second one. It's the... Oh, yeah, the second one's the airplane one. Yeah, yeah, in the airport. That's my dad's favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. That is a good one. That's a he good one. He says it's better than the first one, but I don't think so. Eh, different movies. To potato, potato. Yeah. They're both good. Uh, the real MVP award... What, so what's the best performance in the movie? It's Bruce Willis as John McClane. It's, 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 it's Alan Rickman for me. No, it's not. They're both it was good, but it's not as good as Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis does this great job of like... You watch these movies, right? These action movies. And Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone, you don't feel like any of this affects them, right? Like bullets bounce off. And they get hit and stuff, and they're like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, he, you can see, he feels like every hit, every glass shard. So I agree, actually. It's pretty believable what he does. You, you believe he's going through this. Except for the, uh, like, the fourth and fifth one. Those, look, those are like... He becomes like Michael Scott from The Office had like a good quote. He was talking about it. He was like, "Yeah." In the first three, he's just normal, normal guy, and then in the fourth and fifth one, he's like, "It's another." I don't remember what he said, but it was something about like that. He's a, he's a demigod. He Some, like yeah. turns into Hercules. That's he's the jumping. Problem. Oh yeah, he was like, in the first three, he's just a normal guy, and stuff happens to him. In the fourth and fifth one, he's jumping from motorcycles onto helicopters and stuff. Right. Well, have you seen any of the Fast and Furious movies? Yeah. That's, it's the same problem. The first movie, Vin Diesel is just, he like owns an auto shop and he's just trying to stay out of jail. 
what, by stealing VCRs. By the fifth movie, he's flying a tank across a bridge over an airplane while, like, busting out a, a modded-up Dodge Charger into a bank vault. Yeah. Like, how did we go from part-time sandwich shop owner in Pomona or something in out in L.A. to jewel, like international heist? It's crazy. Same with uh, Paul Walker. What was uh, he doing in the beginning? I forgot. He was just like a normal dude. He's just he's, by one of the movies. He's yeah. like running up like a bus or something on on like it's like falling down a cliff and he's running up it. A Kilimanjaro. Like <laughs> there's million dollar F-18s flying over and they're talking about nukes and how I like I, I have to wonder this because like you said in the first movie he's just like a part time cop and they're just stealing they're they're just stealing like VCRs and stuff what's the learning curve to go from that to I can drive a tank through the air and a parachute. <laughs> Agreed. That's the beauty of this movie. It's so believable. And he, like, he gets done and, and everything's done and he's down there finally meeting up with his wife. He looks like he's about to die. <laughs> he needs medical attention. Very nice. All right. Well, those are all the categories. Any, uh, any final thoughts? That's it. So, so I'll I'll ask you this. Somebody's on the fence right now, like, you know what, it's an old movie. I don't really care about any of these people or any of this old stuff. Um, it's probably super cheesy. Why would I watch this? Sell it to them, Brandon. It's like Bruce Willis is a guy, so and it's like the best. It's like one of the best classic movies, one of the best '80s movies. It's like probably up, really up there with one of the best action movies. Oh yeah, all of that true. So like classic movies, '80s movies, action movies this is like the movie. How many? Think about this. How many movies have been produced? Where the pitch in like the movie studio was, it's Die Hard on a blank, like Die Hard on a plane or on a train, or, or you know, oh, it's female John McClane and it's on a bus. Like we've seen this movie copied so many times because it's amazing. Like uh, there's a just like Liam Neeson has a movie called Nonstop. It's literally Die Hard on a Plane, right? It's just a copy ripoff. It works. This movie is the grandfather of action. They well made put. a uh, comedy movie called uh, Game Over Man. It's got mm. the people from Workaholics. It's so funny. Is yeah. it like a parody? Uh, basically, it's like three people work at this hotel and it gets taken over by terrorists. And of course. It's funny. Funny Die Hard at a hotel. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many, yeah. There's probably like a hundred movies that are just this formula, but just like, oh, let's do it in a casino this time. <laughs> That's new. I, and it still kind of works just because this is, it's gold. 
I gotta go watch this movie now. I, it's we we were talking earlier. We hadn't watched it recently, but I gotta go watch it now. There's like very few movies. Like that, there's a medium amount of like must watches. This is definitely like up there. What you have to watch. You have to. There's something in it for everybody. You're a basketball fan. There's the scene when they walk into the tower at the beginning that the computer guy's like talking about the Lakers. He does the magic to Kareem. AC Green, James Worthy. You got it all. It's your it's your family movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. All right. Well, Brandon, this is great. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. I was waiting for somebody to do this one. But uh I have another I have another student that wants to do the longest ride, which is like a Nicholas I think is a Nicholas Sparks rom com. I think I will not enjoy that as much as this. <laughs> so, all right, guys, that was another episode of my students' favorite movie. We'll see you again soon.